Okay. Okay. Um, I want to show you, first of all, my tattered Bible. This tattered Bible has kept me together. And uh, as our first, could I have my first slide, please? This is a scripture that I use in prayer quite often. I'm preaching on the breath of God today and how the second Adam, which is Jesus, in the wilderness, in the wilderness with Satan, how he defeated Satan with the mighty, powerful word of God. So that's my message for today. And this scripture, it's uh, Psalms 119, verse 18. It's a prayer that I think we should use when we open up the word of God. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. And this is what we, we have to come with a hunger in the heart for God. And God speaks to us. His spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So Lord, today, speak to our hearts. Open our eyes to the truth, to the boldness, to the power, to the revelation, enlightenment of the powerful Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Next slide. The breath of God. And uh, just for a little illustration, I have a balloon. <laughs> so uh, you can have a small balloon or you can have a big balloon. But if you were to examine what's in the balloon, it probably would contain my DNA. And my breath has shaped this balloon to a small balloon or a large balloon. And I illustrate this to show you, and I'm going to give you some examples of how God breathed life into people and he breathed life into the Word of God. Next slide, please. <clears throat> I'm going to have to turn around, I'm afraid. Uh, it's a little, uh, I can't see back there. Then God said, let, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. So, if you read Genesis, the first chapter of Genesis, you see that God created in day one, day two, but when it came to creating man, they had a discussion with the Trinity. Then they said, Let us make man in our image. Because man is the crown of creation. God's highest creation was man. And man was created in the image of God. We're not, we are not like God, but his spirit bears witness with our spirit. And next slide, please. The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. 
God put man on earth for relationship, for communication, for intimacy, and for authority, and to subdue the earth, and to raise children in the name of the Lord. He, he gave all this to mankind. Next slide. The Lord God formed man out of the dust of the, out of the, dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And Adam became a living soul. You are a living soul. You have a spirit, soul, and body. And God's spirit bears witness with your spirit. God speaks to your heart. And he also speaks through the word of God. And I'll show you how the power of God's word so, first of all, we're created in the image of God. We have a self-awareness. We're not like animals. We're not like a pig. We're, we have, in the spiritual realm, we know truth. We can know the wisdom of God. There's justice in our community. We have this uh, spirit that bears witness with God's spirit. We can actually live in, in holiness. We can communicate with God. And we're born of the Word of God. And so that's how we are unique from, from any other creation. We were created to have fellowship, to have intimacy with God. And if we never, ever, or very seldom read the Word of God, then God, God has problems speaking to us. He speaks through this word, and I'll show you how alive the, the word of God is and how important it is to read God's word. Next slide, please. So he, he, uh, he breathed in Adam the breath of life. Then he also breathed the breath of life into Israel. Now, Israel was a chosen generation. Israel was chosen to bring the word of God and to serve God. And this is the story of, of Israel in the wilderness. And the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me in, out into the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. And indeed, it was very dry. Have you ever been in situations like that? Where it's very dry. I have no inspiration. What's going to happen? And it's very, very dry. I've been there. But the Word of God can bring us out. Yeah. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, Oh Lord, only you know. Only you know, Lord, only you can bring us out of these situations. Only you can bring us out of COVID, solve our problems. Only you know, Lord. And he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to these old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Next slide. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones come together, bone upon bone. But there was no breath in them. You know, you can be a believer, but you don't have much life. If you don't feed your soul, 
if you don't read the Word of God, if you don't practice the Word of God and apply the Word of God to your life, you can be not have much life in you. Because the breath of life is the Spirit of God. So, first of all, he prophesied through the Word of God. We can prophesy into our circumstances. We can, we can lift ourselves up by quoting scriptures and, and declaring God's presence and God's... We, are, we can overcome through the Word of God uh, by faith, and it uh, overcomes our feelings. So I prophesied as they commanded me, and breath came into them, and they came and live, lived and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army. They had life. They had life. The Word of God brings life to us. It quickens our spirit. It lifts us. We, we are enlightened. We are encouraged to hear the voice of God. When Adam was in the garden, Jesus, or God, came in the cool of the day. In the cool of the day. Why? To have fellowship. To talk with, to talk with Adam. Adam had the responsibility. God gave it all to him to look after the garden, but to have fellowship, to raise a family, to worship God. Next slide. Now, this is the disciples. And when he had said this, he breathed into them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And if you read the book of Acts, you see the power, the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When Peter preached the first message under the power of the Spirit of God, 3,000 people were saved. Peter had so much power and anointing upon him that he would walk down the street and people would fight to get into his shadow for healing <clears throat> because he had the power the power of God upon him. The Apostle Paul had such power upon his body that they took handkerchiefs off his body, took it to a sick person, and, and they were healed. The power, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and it's available for all of us. It's not just for people in the book of Acts. It's for all of us here today. Number, uh, the next one, please. Now, this is the fourth breathing of the breath of God, and it's in here. Every part of script, scriptures God breathed and useful for one way or another. This is the uh, Message Bible. Does anybody have the Message Bible? It says things a little different occasionally. So every part of scripture is God breathed to show us truth, expose our rebellion, correct our mistakes, train us to live godly lives through the word we are put together and shaped up for the task God has given to us. So, there's no other book like it on the market. This is the only book where the author is always there. You know, you hear of uh, people have, they're not, they uh, promote a new book and the author's there for a day or two, he signs it. The author is always here. 
Whenever you pick up this book, the Spirit of God is waiting for you. The Spirit of God will quicken your spirit. He will give you hope. He will bring you correction. He will bring revelation to you. But you have to open up the Word of God. You know, you could be away from your wife and she could send you a lovely love letter. But if you don't read it, you know, if you don't read it, uh, when, when you come home and she asks you, did you read the book? What are you going to say? <laughs> so, uh, this is a love letter to you. This is this is your instructions to live a holy and a godly life. This is the authority that you have to come boldly into the presence of God through the Word of God. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. And this is the weapon, this is the weapons of our warfare, is the Word of, is the word of God. Uh, next slide, please. Jesus said that the words that he speak are spirit and they are life. God's word has a, the spirit of God and it gives you life. It quickens your spirit. It corrects you. It, it trains you. The word of God is spirit and life. Je, uh, people were amazed when Jesus would, would go into the villages and preach and teach with authority and they'd say, this man speaks with authority. Where did this man get his authority from? Next slide, please. Now, have you ever read this, this scripture? The, the Word of God is living. It's active. It pierces to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. No creature hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom you must give an account. Because the author is always there. You know, you can fool some of the people, but you can't fool God. You can't. God exposes. It's like a mirror. God's word exposes the thoughts and intentions of your heart. God's word exposes your attitudes. And God can quicken you, give you life, give you the answer. He can encourage you. He can give you the instructions for the day, how to walk in holiness, how to approach the throne of grace. It's the living, abiding, and active word of God. It's just like if you put yeast, yeast in a bowl and mix it with ingredients. That yeast will permeate and grow, and that's God's Word. If you, the idea is that you so consume the Word of God that soon the Word of God consumes you. Consume the Word of God so the Word of God in time will consume you. Have you ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth? He was an uneducated, powerful man of God. He 
every day he dressed and he would he felt he was only fully dressed when he had a, a Bible in his pocket and he would go out and preach the powerful words of God. There was a time where his wife passed away and he wasn't home and he came home and she, uh, she was in the bed, she had died. He went into the room, locked the door and he commanded her to come back to life. Her name was Polly. And Polly said, why did you bring me back? I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> well, he said, but I need you. She says, no, you send me back. So they had a, a nice long talk together and then he released her. She died again. That's the power that he had. That's the power, the power of the, the Spirit of God and the man of God with the Word of God. God can do anything. One of my favorite stories is of Elisha. Elisha was a powerhouse. Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah because uh, when Elijah was taken up in the fiery chariot, he, Elisha said, well, what can I do for you? Or Elijah said, what can I do for you, Elisha? I want a double portion of your spirit. He, he received that double portion. He had twice as many miracles as Elijah. Elisha died. And he was in a tomb, and another man had died, and uh, the enemy was coming, and they didn't know what to do with his body, so they threw it in the, with the body of Elisha. You know what happened? Elisha, uh, the man of God came back to life. Or not the, pardon me, not the man of God. The dead person came back to life. Okay, next. Now, here's what I call the battle of the titans. You have Jesus and you have Satan. And Jesus was the Son of God, but he was also the Word of God. And the Word of God used the Word of God, we'll see it, how to defeat Satan. Next slide, please. Now, here's, here's Jesus going to, going to go into battle with the enemy in the wilderness, but here's who he is. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him all things hold together. Now this is, this is Christ. Next slide, please. Now this is the inauguration day for Jesus, where he begins his ministry. He's baptized in the river. Verse 22, and the Holy Spirit descends upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son and in you I'm well pleased. And I put under that the word became flesh. So here's the, he has the witness of the spirit from the father. He has a confirmation from the father. And that reminds me of, of the day of my salvation. 
I was 28, and I'm not sure whether it was my salvation, because I had given my heart when I was a living year old boy in the altar. I remember that wonderful experience. But I, but I came back to God in the, in the afternoon, on Sunday afternoon, and on Monday morning I was all by myself, and I wanted a confirmation from God. This is my life verse. We should all have a life verse. Mine is in Matthew chapter 25. And I knelt in the couch by, all by myself, and I had my Bible. I was all alone, and I knelt down, and I said, Lord, I know I'm a Christian, but I remember when I was 11 years of age, I had such a joy when I come to the altar, and I had a spirit of joy, and I want that joy, which I had as an 11-year-old boy. And I opened my Bible, just like that, to Matthew 25. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. God, give me a confirmation. He can give you confirmations in, in your lives if, you're, if you need decisions, whatever you need. God can give you confirmations. He can give you scriptures. He can open doors. He can close doors. He can give you confirmations with, uh, with other people. That's how we... That's, the kind of life God wants us to live. Uh, okay, uh, so he meets, God meets Satan in the wilderness. Next slide, please. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Isn't this, isn't this amazing? Here he's inaugurated as the Son of God. He starts his ministry and he heads for the desert to challenge Satan because Satan opposed his ministry wherever he went. Satan opposes your life. One time Daniel was, was praying, fasting and praying for an answer. He received that answer 21 days later. Michael the archangel said, I heard your prayer from the first day, but I was opposed for 21 days by Satan. But now I've come to answer your prayer. You're, you're opposed by Satan every day of your life. You need a weapon. You need God's power. You need God's spirit upon you because he opposes you. He'll depress you. He'll deceive you. Jesus, Jesus said... He's the prince of the power of the air. He's a thief, a robber, a father of lies. He's an accuser of you. He'll accuse you night and day. He'll condemn you. He'll give you false guilt. He's the ruler of this world. He's a murderer. He runs around like a, loin, a roaring lion. What is our defense? How do, we, how do we fight Satan? Through the word of God through prayer, but through the Word of God. This is our shield. This is the sword of the Spirit. We have to use this against God, against the enemy. Having done all, stand on the, on the Word of God. Okay, next statement. 
So uh, he was led by the... No, go back, please. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, 40 days being tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. I believe that one, Jesus was fasting and praying and seeking God, but I think it was another demonstration for us. Jesus is the second Adam, and the second Adam was never defeated by Satan. And the second Adam, which was Jesus, which was the Word, used the Word and fought Satan on those grounds. Very important lesson for us. The devil said to him, you, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Next slide. Jesus answered, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The word of, of God. The devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and he said to him, now this is a revelation from Satan. To you I will give all this authority and all their glory, for it has been delivered to me. Who gave it to him? Who gave the devil that authority? Anybody answer? Who gave it to him? Adam. Adam gave it to him. God gave Adam the authority. He was to subdue the world. God gave the authority to Adam. And God warned Adam. He said, the day you sin, you will die. And Adam was the highest of create, the crown of creation. But before that, before the creation of the world, God created all of the angels. And Lucifer was the top dog. Lucifer, uh, let me see if I can find it here, what he said to him. Well, he was the, he was the most beautiful angel. He had the, all, all of the power. He was beautiful. Satan, or Satan, Lucifer, the devil. He was a beautiful angel. He had all wisdom. But he wasn't happy with that. He wanted to be God. So he rebelled against God, and God cast him out of heaven. He took a third of the angels with him, and they came to earth. And so now, all of this authority that he had, he lost, and Adam had it. And so Satan went after Adam. And he said to him, all this authority that's been given unto me, I will give to you. But what's the condition? If you bow down and worship me. See, that was in his heart, pride. Can you imagine the creator of this universe, the creator of this angel, which is Jesus, and here he is, a created angel, and he's wanting the person who created him to bow down to him. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? So he's the same evil person that attacks you, that tempts you, that fights you, and me. 
He's the prince of the power of the air. Look at the chaos in our world today. Look at what's, what's happening in our world today. So, so uh, uh, next slide, please. Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written. You shall, not worship the, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, Satan said, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. Now here Satan uses the scripture himself. So we should be using it. So Satan can teach us a lesson, use the word of God. He shall give his angels, Satan said to him, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him only for a while. He was looking for a more opportune time. You see, Satan used the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the three temptations which he uses against man. And so, Satan lost and Jesus won. Uh, next slide, please. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. You see, he learned how to overcome the enemy through the power of the Spirit. And we will never succeed, we will never grow, until we learn how to defeat the enemy of our soul. He's against you. He'll, he'll deceive you. He'll attack you. So we have to learn through the Word of God. This is our weapon and to be spirit-filled, to be filled with the Spirit, to read every day and to pray, and to walk with God. That's our mission. That's why you come here on Sundays, is to feed on the Word of God. Then you apply it to your life. Next, next one, please. And here's just a couple more verses and we're finished. The power of the Word of God. Next. Now, this should be one of our favorite verses. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. See, Jesus didn't use the flesh. He used, he used the word of God. Jesus had, there was nothing left in him. You know, I get grumpy after one day without food. What's it like for, if, if for a whole, just ask my wife. <laughs> if it's for uh, 30 days, you know, you have no food. You have nothing in you. Nothing left in you. And that's what the second Adam was showing us. Do not depend on the flesh. You cannot fight Satan in the flesh. You have to fight him in the spirit, in the word of God, and through prayer. That's the only thing he recognizes is the word of God. You can argue with him for forever, for eternity. You'll never win. You have to use the spoken Word of God. It is God-breathed, God's Word. God breathed into this. There's, this is spirit, and this is life, and this is power. Use it. 
It's the sword. It'll, it'll keep you, keep you from falling. It'll give you revelations. It'll, it'll speak to you through the living Word of God. And the, in Revelations, it shows a picture of Jesus with a double-edged sword out of his mouth. And one of my favorite scriptures is about seven verses from the end of the New Testament. It's in Revelation. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit, and the Bride is the Church, and the Bride speaks the Word of God. And in the Old Testament, if there was going, somebody was going to be put to death, there had to be one or two witnesses or they could not put that person, they could not condemn that person to death. So in a life situation where the Spirit of God can convict somebody and bring the truth to them that Jesus is the Son of God and that they're living in sin, the Spirit is the Holy Spirit and the Bride, which is the church. And once we witness to somebody regarding truth, it's forever in their heart. They can, they've had the witness of the truth and then God can judge them accordingly or give them or bring them out of bondage. So it pulls down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what the Word of God, our minds can run wild. We can have all these imaginations and these thoughts and fear. Look at the fear that's in the world today because of COVID. Look at the fear. But God, the Word of God reigns it all in. The weapons of warfare are powerful. God has not given us a spirit of timidity and fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And be ready to punish all disobedience when it's fulfilled. Two more, and then we're done. Next one. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'm sure we've all experienced it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. Well, what is the standard? It's the word that we have put in our own hearts. If it's not there, God... God can't bring it forth. We need to feed our souls. We need to memorize Scripture. And then when the enemy comes in like a flood, God, the Holy Spirit, reminds us. Okay, last verse. One more. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God's word will never return void. God watches over his word and he'll fulfill it. Heavenly Father, today we thank you for the word of God. We've exposed ourselves to truth, to the living and abiding word of God. And so, Lord, may we just be on guard. May we Believe that scripture, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In Jesus' name, amen.